Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Happy Friday and welcome to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Presley Davis, and with me I have Nolan Phillips and Giancarlo Cacho. Texas State Athletics is having a busy spring, so stay tuned for recaps and updates. And joining us later, we will have Texas State baseball head coach Stephen Trout. But first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant is a sport and sports bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on Northbound Fridge Road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Texas State Track and Field started the Bobcat Inventational yesterday, and that'll go through tomorrow. All but six Bobcats will be competing in it, and Alyssa Wilson and five others will be competing at UT in the Clyde Littlefield Texas Relays. And Wilson was also named the Sunbelt Women's Field Athlete of the Week. So track and field's kind of off to a really good season. We have some good competitors this year. And what are y'all thinking? Well, I know personally, I know uh, Ronnie Briscoe Jr. And I also know Kobe. And I used to work with them. So they're really, I got to know them before the season working at Under Armour. And they're just really excited to get back to work, get back. I know Ronnie broke his personal record in the long jump. So he's excited for that. And also, in, uh, you, like the whole, I've been saying this for weeks, the culture in San Marcos has changed of like how we view athletics. Other than the football team, I feel like most fans are kind of begrudgingly saying that about the football team. Yeah. but. Basketball won their second regular season Sunbelt Conference. Baseball's hot. And then track and field, if they can step it up, I mean, what can't we do? We're doing good in soccer, volleyball, and I think track and field is the next step. Oh, yeah. Track and field definitely is impressive. And, you know, it doesn't get a lot of attention um, as compared to the other, you know, major sports uh, known here in America. And I think it's just impressive to see what we're doing here in San Marcos. Like you said, you know, the football team is, you know, one thing that everyone looks at here in Texas. You know, football is the main sport here in the state. But... Look at uh, Texas State Athletics, and they're just doing everything, and every other sport is just going great, and especially track and field. And it's impressive to see what they're doing, and you know, I'm just excited for the for the rest of their season. Yeah, so far this season, everyone's been breaking their personal records. Like, we have some good athletes, and I think that's something that Texas State, all together, we have a good athletics program. And I know we're saying well, football, but speaking of football, spring practice is underway. And Things seem to be looking up in the interviews the coaches have been putting out. It seems to be like a good little spring practice. There's a spring game on April 9th. So if we want to come out and see what they've been working on. But the biggest news is Brady McBride entering the transfer portal. That came out last night, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's been a crazy ride for him. So we'll see where he ends up going. Definitely with the quarterback carousel that happened in like 2020 with COVID, him getting COVID, and then obviously Vitt having to come in, and then obviously Ty Evans was the third string. But it'll definitely be interesting to see where he goes, not only, and then also what Texas State does. They brought in the Louisville quarterback, and I know he's talented, but to do, we have great receivers. We've had receivers drafted the past, I think, three years. One went to Los Angeles last year, and I don't know. I'm just excited to see what they're able to do. And unfortunately for Coach Spavadol, this is a difficult spot. You lose your starter and you kind of have to reset the whole year. 
So especially in a make it or break it year, I would say personally for Coach Spavadol, it's going to be tough for him to kind of put the feet under this team before they get started. John Carlo, what do you think? Oh, well, I'm you know I'm excited for this next uh, season of football definitely, and you know here in San Marcos is my mixed feelings towards uh, Brady McBride, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> He's gone, and you know you just move forward. You can't worry about the past. I mean, the past few seasons haven't been that that well, but when you know you're part of a team, when you're in the locker room, you don't worry about the past few seasons. You worry about what's ahead of you, and that's what this team needs to do, and that's what coach the coaches are doing and uh, Spavdal is doing, and I'm just excited to see what they do moving forward because we can talk about the past all we want, but moving forward is, is, is the key here to this program. Yeah, and like you said, Nolan, it's kind of a make or break here. I mean, you lose your starting quarterback, and it's just – I feel like football, you really try to build a team around your quarterback. You want to play to his strengths. So it's like when you don't have that guy yet, you're like, okay, I have my team, but I don't have my quarterback. It's it's kind of a tough situation. So they'll have to put in a lot of work this offseason, and hopefully we have a nice season ahead of us in the fall. I think we play Baylor again, mm-hmm. so that'll be fun. And then obviously another name uh, that entered the transfer portal is Brock Sturgis. And I was surprised because – he got a lot of workload early on in the season and then started to phase him out. So I understand why you enter the transfer portal because mm-hmm. he has talent, obviously, because he was the uh, running back last year and obviously into this year. But it'll be interesting to see where he goes and how that obvi- and how that changes things for the team as well because with Brock, uh, he was such a power runner and that helped Brady McBride in the pocket. And then once they started transitioning to more of a spread offense, I would say it's hard to say spread because we didn't really do much with that. But when you transfer into that, that's when Brady's kind of problems arose when he threw four picks in a game mm-hmm. and then you had to bring in the starter. He threw three touchdowns against Louisiana or we were scoreless against Louisiana with the backup. I don't know. It'll, it'll be an interesting offseason yeah. for sure. Speaking of another transfer portal real quick, I know basketball is losing one, Giancarlo. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> Asbury, <laughs> I love you and I'm going to miss you. <laughs> I, I love you and I'm going to miss you. I don't know if you're listening to this, but I love you and I'm going to miss you. But, yeah. I mean, look, like like I said with with McBride, you know, it is what it is. He's gone. We move forward. Yes, he's a dominant scorer, but this whole team, the whole team, it's not, Asbury's not the one that got us this uh, conference championship. He's, he's everybody on the team. And everybody, I mean, we got COVID years, um, so we, we, we might possibly get some um, key players back. If not, we got good, uh, um, what's the word? Um, Leaders? Le- well, yeah, that's true, but what? <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> no, uh, recruits, recruits. Okay. That's yeah. the word. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. I, my apologies to all y'all listening out there. But recruits, we got a good recruiting class. We got good coaches. We got good players. And, you know, it's it's tough to see Asbury go, but I wish him the best. I mean, he's a quality, quality basketball player. And, you know, it is what it is, but we just got to move forward. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, John Carlo. You look around the tournament, you see a lot of graduate transfers, and he's only one of them. Yeah, and I mean... Speaking of it is what it is, move on forward. Softball unfortunately lost two to four to UT on Wednesday night. Their record is now fourteen and twelve, but they are headed to Coastal Carolina this weekend to play their first away Sunbelt series. I mean, the girls have been off to a good start. You know that we've had our ups and downs, but overall, I think this team really has what it takes and. I'm really excited to see what the rest of the season looks like. I think if they really just put in a little bit more, like get into it, and then, I mean, we might 
take the Sun Belt or like get close to it. So if they just kind of keep pushing and driving and hopefully softball will be good. But baseball this past weekend swept Arkansas State, which was crazy because we were down all three games. I know I was stressing out. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, and then for some reason it was always like that fifth or seventh inning they checked in and won the game. But Tuesday night we did lose to UIW 2-4. to four. And that was a tough, one. a tough one. You know, I think our win streak was going to be nine if we had one. So it was a tough one, but we will have Coach Trout here in a little bit telling us all about it. I mean, they've had a good weekend, good week, just a good season overall. So I'm really excited to see what this weekend looks like. We'll be playing Coastal Carolina Friday through Sunday. So be sure to come out and support those games. But Nolan, how are you thinking about this baseball team? I am so excited for this interview we're going to have with Coach Trout here in about two minutes after the break. And, you know, I just to ask him how the culture has changed around this team. You set the whole difference from last year moving into this year. They set their most losses in a season last year and to completely turn it around with not that much shifting on the team and to be ranked, to be nationally known and recognized. Obviously, the win against UT put us on the Twitter world and the TikTok world, and I'm sure the players were happy about that and the coaching staff. But like I've been I've been preaching this for weeks the culture in San Marcos is changing around all the sports fans are starting to show up to the baseball games which I absolutely love and it was completely electric in that UT series so I'm excited to to, uh, talk to coach Trout yeah and I think this has been a good little start but we're gonna go to a quick break and when we get back we'll be talking to coach Trout from Texas State Baseball stay tuned on Bobcat Radio KTSW 89.9 Welcome back to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. We now have Coach Trout on the radio. And Coach Trout, are you there? I am. How are we doing this morning? Good. How are you? Oh, doing great. We have our uh, baseball alumni in this weekend. They started out with some golf out at Kissing Tree and now in the office watching some video, getting ready for tonight. Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, I know myself and I'm sure plenty other people are wondering Tuesday's game, Dalton Sheffield suffered an injury during the fifth inning. What can you tell us about that, and how do you think that affected the remainder of the game? Yeah, you know, obviously never want to lose anybody, and and, uh, especially that guy out there. And so uh, wasn't feeling good, felt something in his leg. And so um, hopefully we can have him back this weekend. It's kind of still to be determined. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think our guys did a fine job. We got a lot of confidence in, um, you know, the guy we put out there, Ryan Leary, and and he's going to be a really – uh, big player for us in the future, if not this year. And so, um, you know, it was good to get him out there in a battle like that and, and take some swings and make some plays. And so um, just kind of part of the game. And we've been very fortunate to this point on the injury side of it, uh, staying healthy. And so that's just part of the game. You're going to lose guys for, for moments or times and sometimes for the seasons. And you've got to be able to, uh, you know, rely on your depth and on, on your, uh, you know, the culture of your team to, to get over adversity. And so, um, you know, obviously it didn't work out for us that night, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a good experience for Ryan to get out there and get some experience out there playing shortstop and getting some at-bats in. Yeah, Coach Travis, this is Nolan, by the way. And we spoke last December about this recruiting class that you guys have, and obviously the culture has changed about this team. And what can you express not only about Sheffield but some of the other seniors on this team, like Thompson has obviously a bunch of experience in phasing. Kind of what have they shown to you to kind of put these freshmen under their wings and teach them about this winning culture that you guys have experienced this season? Yeah, you know, I think they looked at it last year and, and you know, just was disappointing in, in how it turned out. And uh, with their last go at it, wanted to make sure they put a, a lasting impression on this program and, and uh, for this university. And so they've, they've worked extremely hard and 
they just had that hunger uh, since day one they walked in of, I get it, I'm, I'm older, I get it, I'm 23, I've been through a lot of falls, been through a lot of practices, but, you know, that's not how we're going to leave this place. And so they've, they've worked really hard. And, yeah, it's, it's been awesome from a coaching staff perspective to watch those guys, um, you know, just be an extension of the coaching staff and, you know, watch guys like Sheffy out there at short and talking to Leary and talking with some of those younger guys, you know, if it's base running or it's fielding or whatever it might be, they usually get them before we do as far as if they screw something up and, and uh, they're just helping teach those guys how we do things and teaching them part of the process of continuing to learn baseball. And so um, it's been outstanding to this point of, of their leadership of how we just go about our business every day. And, and like I said, those guys are hungry to do something we've never done before. Yeah. And so I know myself, I'm looking forward to, the first 30 minutes of every game, waiting for that lineup to be tweeted out. So Tuesday night when I checked it, I saw there was a little rearrangement. You had Gonzalez at first, Pena as your DH. So what were your thoughts when you were building that Tuesday lineup? Yeah, you know, you got to continue to build your depth throughout the year. And so very rarely do you kind of can you keep the same lineup through the whole season. And, and uh, you know, you, you need to get some guys some day off every once in a while, let them catch their breath. And sometimes sitting over there at the side for a game, sometimes – kind of just resets guys and realize, hey, this game's not as hard as I'm making it right now. And then, you know, like I said, we've, we've uh, been playing Pena a lot at first base and kind of want to give him a break over there and uh, just move things around. And, and, and uh, you know, brothers are um, our other first baseman and, and need to get some work over there. And so, um, you know, like I said, you, you'll see sometimes we've we got to change things around because if you hadn't played over there in, you know, a month or two and then all of a sudden you have to get there in a big moment, um, that, that's not easy to do. So you've got to continue to – find ways to continue to build your depth and build your experience up there because like we kind of pointed to earlier, you're going to have an injury at some point in time. And so you got to kind of keep those things prepared. We do that in practice. The problem is we don't get to practice a whole lot right now. And so um, it's been nice to practice these last few days and try to work on some of the things we've screwed up over the last three weeks. But uh, when we get going to the season, especially when we travel, uh, you know, you really only get kind of one, you know, sometimes even that practice days throughout the season. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great point, Coach Trout, because I wanted to ask you about the depth, not only because this has been the best bullpen, at least that I've been here at Texas State. You have Carson Keithley, a redshirt freshman. And then obviously we got to talk about the Iceman in Tristan Stivers out there as your guys' closer with a .5 ERA. He's also third on the team in strikeouts. And at least growing up for me, my dad always said a team is always as good as their bullpen is. So what does that mean to not only your batters knowing that they have their pitchers behind them later on in the innings, but kind of overall as a team knowing that they can rely on those guys at the end of games? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the the key to any championship is to pitch and play defense. And so um, our pitching staff has done a phenomenal job. And I think the, uh, the the both parts of that is is our starters know that we have a really good bullpen, so they don't feel like they have to go you know eight or nine innings to to win the baseball game. They give just gives a good quality start, give us five innings, sometimes six. Um, we got a really good chance to win that baseball game because those guys are doing a really good job um, on the back end with all those guys. You hit the the nail on the head with, you know, a guy like Keith Lee that's been a big impact guy. And Matt Nicholas, of course, does his thing from the sidearm. But, you know, I, I like what we've done with, with Cameron Bush and, and Tristan Dixon being able to come in and kind of have that, that long relief. And so we, we actually work those guys in as starters uh, through the whole season uh, in the fall and, and early spring along with um, Stivers. And so that's why you're able to see those guys go multiple innings because we kind of train those guys uh, to be able to do that. And so, um, yeah, it's been really fun and, and very confident uh, with those guys come in and, and uh, they hardly give up anything, and then we can mix and match it with certain guys. And so um, it's made it really good. And, and, and like we said, you know, building the depth, there's been times where some of these guys don't, don't have their, their good stuff or go through a little stretch there, and that's why we've got to continue to develop these other guys that haven't got as many opportunities as those guys to be ready to go because 
at some point in time, you know, their number's going to be called and they got to be ready to go get them out. Yeah, so this weekend series is against Coastal Carolina. Since 2017, Texas State is 3-8 and eight against them. And the last meeting was May of last year in which Texas State lost 2-12. to 12. What do you think this weekend is going to look like for you guys? And how do you feel about continuing conference play? Yeah, you know, it's fun. It's, it's, it's obviously a great program. Anytime you, you won a national championship, um, you know, that, that's really cool to go against. And so um, these are one of those games our guys aren't going to have to get up for because they're going to be pretty fired up. I think we'll have a, a big-time crowd there all weekend, and a, bu- a bunch of former baseball players will be there with their families to, to root our guys. So it'll be a fun atmosphere. And so, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think for us, it, it's getting back. You know, I, I don't think we've played really well over the last uh, roughly two weeks. I feel like, you know, it, and offense is always going to kind of come and go. Uh, you just see small things in, in our approach, and then uh, we haven't played the best at defense, and that's something we really worked hard on the last few days of trying to clean up that defense and trying to make sure we're taking care of the baseball. And so, uh, you know, really proud of how the guys responded to all that and found ways to, to have a great stretch there. And so, uh, but to me, I, I know we got to go play good baseball to beat a to beat any team, but especially a quality team like Coastal Carolina. And so, uh, it'll be a fun atmosphere. We just got to get back to playing. Really good baseball, and, and uh, you know, probably the biggest stat off the, off the page is our two-out hitting. You know, earlier in the year, we had two-out RBIs like crazy, and we were just winning games because we'd get to two outs, and we'd find a way to get those guys in. And, and uh, recently, we haven't scored as many runs, um, and a lot of that's because those two-out hits aren't coming right now. So you got to stay with the process and trust it's going to come back and continue to have good at-bats. And so I'm just excited to watch our guys get back out there and compete um, on a Friday night. Yeah, definitely, Coach Trout. And kind of to wrap this interview up, I kind of want to dive into the mind of a nationally ranked coach now, you could say, as you guys are ranked number 20th. Has that kind of – I'm kind of kind of turned the tables back to the UT series. When you guys dropped the game, they waved at you guys, and maybe that guy's uh, gotten to the players' heads a little bit, and then Stivers throws the horns down, and that blows up on the Internet, at least for Texas State fans. And that's when you guys started really a rise of, of national Noah. You guys were 28th, I think, and then you guys jumped up to 22nd after the win. Has that kind of culture, the outside influence, should I say, of the internet or Bobcat fans kind of changed the mindset of this team? Or was it more kind of set at the beginning of the season and this is kind of just all extra and it excites the players? No, I think it's just extra. I mean, our, our mindset is, is to take it day by day. And, and uh, I think the one thing with this team, is you know they, they expected to win those games. They expected to go into those battles and and uh, and fight like crazy and, and have a chance to win each one of those games because they knew you know our talent, they knew our work ethic, and they knew our culture of our program. And so um, you know they, they expected to win those games. And, and obviously when they happen, it's fun and see see stuff on social media. But you know for us, we we just, we just try to keep putting one foot in front of the other because this game will will humble you really really fast. And so um, as soon as you think you got it figured out, as soon as you think you're rolling. Um, you know, you can go on a big losing streak in a, in a heartbeat. And so for us, it's about staying, you know, in the present moment and not to, you know, I, I tell our guys, hey, man, like I get it, you're going to get on social media, but try to stay off of it because you start listening to it, you start thinking you're, uh, you know, a lot better than you are or, or whatever it might be. And so, um, you know, for our guys, it's just staying in the present moment and get ready after, you know, game to day. And, 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 you know, I approach it as when we get ranked, I actually applaud the guys and, and you know, tell, hey, you know, we got ranked 20th this week, whatever it might be. That, that's awesome that people are recognizing how good we are. But if we don't go take care of business tonight or for the rest of the season, then it doesn't really matter where we're ranked right now. It's, it's, it matters where we're ranked at the end of the season. And so um, I applaud them for it, but then understand we got a lot of baseball left to play and a, a lot of work left to do. And so, um, you know, we got to go get after it and we got a really tough stretch here over the next 
uh, really for the remainder of the season because you're in conference all the time. And so, um, you know, bit, really proud of how the guys have played to this point. And, uh, you know, like I said, we got to go get after this weekend to continue uh, this good stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to make the omelet over the season and heading into Sunbelt play, you guys are only cracking the eggs. So you guys can check out the Bobcat baseball team and Coach Trout tonight at 6. It's a three-game series against Coastal Carolina tomorrow at 2.30 and to wrap out the series, uh, series on Sunday at 1 p.m. Well, Coach Trout, it's always a pleasure to talk to you last December and in today, and I look forward to see what this team does later on in the season, and I want to appreciate you for coming on Bobcat Radio again. Of course. Appreciate all your coverage and eat them up. Eat them up, cats. Thanks, Coach Trout. Yeah. What an interview. I know. I love that we still talk about the UT game. That was such a good, oh my gosh, that was such a good time. Like, that was probably the highlight of my college career. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's definitely it's definitely up there with my favorite Texas State wins, especially, yeah. I would say, the top three or when they won the regular season Sun Belt a couple years ago. I think it was 2018 or 2019. I wasn't really deep into Texas State sports until I joined KTSW, but yeah. that one and then the first regular season conference championship for the basketball team was really special. But that, I mean, just to, just to be known by Twitter world that we no, beat the number like, one team I in the nation. I check Twitter and, like, to this day. Like, I still see stuff, like, about boys us down, playing UT, down. and it's just crazy, but it's also crazy. March Madness is... It's madness. It's literally madness. I mean, Duke is going to the Elite Eight. They beat Tech last night. Arkansas beat Gonzaga, and John Carlo, I know you were talking about St. Peter's earlier. What do you have to say about them? Well, I'm excited to see that game tonight, no no <laughs> doubt. 15C, I'm always rooting for the underdogs in March Madness. The Don't sleep <laughs> on the St. Peter's Peacocks, man. Don't sleep on them. Now, they are a quality team, but, you know, um, they are going against a really, really, really strong team in Purdue. Um, but, I mean, it's it's March. It's, it's, it's madness. It's March. It's March madness. madness. It's, it's you everything you ask for. And I'm just excited, you know, just watching the games from tip-off to, you know, just the whole atmosphere of this, of this month and, you know, of you know, the end of college basketball season is always exciting. You know, it's just an exciting time. For sports um, in the month of March, and also here in San Marcos, you know we got baseball mm-hmm. like we talked about. But I mean, just to see you know Coach K, he's still continuing, um, you know, on his last in his farewell season, and you know, it's just I mean, yeah, what can I you always ask for? I always get a kick out of March Madness because I think it was this year like second round there was no perfect bracket. Oh yeah, like it was crazy, and I always—it's just so funny to me when people are like, "Oh, my bracket," and mine. Then it's like first round, you're like done. It's well, just... you have a higher chance of winning the lottery yeah, than having like, a perfect bracket. Yeah. So I—I I mean, I always try. I think it's a fun—I <laughs> think it's a fun game to try because why not? This year. Yeah, maybe I, this year I yeah. might win the million dollars. Sounds but, like uh, cowboy fans. <laughs> I'm definitely excited. Uh, I think my favorite team to win it right now is Houston as a dark as a quote-unquote dark horse I guess in March Madness anything can happen I I could definitely see Kansas as a one seed winning it but I I really like how Houston played against Arizona they were number one ranked and Arizona just I I think they played a bad game and combined with Houston played a really good game because the Cougars they know how to win and they play great defense Tech played great defense but their offense didn't show out to close the game obviously Duke and Arkansas and then today North Carolina plays UCLA. Purdue plays St. Peter's. John Carlos, the Peacocks out there <laughs> down in San Antonio, will play at the AT&T Center. Kansas plays Providence, and Iowa State plays Miami. And Miami looks really good as well. That's, those are my thoughts on March Madness. Yeah, but, I mean, speaking of Miami, don't know if y'all saw that NFL news. Tyreek Hill is leaving the Chiefs. He got traded to the Dolphins. Wild. Like, I think 
personally, I was like, okay, Russell Wilson's going to Denver. That's the craziest thing that's going to happen off season. And then next, it just, <laughs> just kept coming. Brady is back oh, for another Lord. season. I mean, we could just go down the list: Khalil Mack to the Chargers, Deshaun Watson to the Browns, Devontae Adams a day after. And I, oh. I, it's just so weird to Great. look back on to the Devontae Adams thing because he got traded for a first and a second, and then I think about a week later, however many days it was, Tyreek Hill gets traded for five picks: yeah. a first, a second, two fours, and a fifth, or something like that. And not only that, he. He's literally getting paid quarterback money. He's going to get paid $30 million for Yeah, he's for the five highest paid re- wide receiver in NFL history. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane. I was like, I mean, he was on a great team. Like, he had a great team behind him. So him going to the Dolphins, I was like, oh, I was really not expecting that. But I don't know. Maybe next week we'll have a, <laughs> another I don't trade. know. Like, I don't even know what to say who's going to be going where because, I mean, it's just crazy. Just crazy. You have so many quarterbacks switching around. Like I said this last week and I stand by it. it I feel like I'm watching like fantasy football. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. that's what I feel like this is right now. And it's oh, just, yeah. and then another name is Baker Mayfield because they're trying oh, to yeah. trade him in Cleveland now since they have Deshaun Watson. And it looks like the market has completely seized up. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're not even looking for a first rounder anymore. It might yeah. have to be a second or rumors are he might even get cut. That's crazy. And That's then just crazy. on top of that, Jimmy G market has shortened up. They tried to get a first. That won't happen. And that's a pretty interesting situation as well because they spend a lot to try to get up to get Trey Lance. They only moved up, I think, three or two picks to ensure that they pick Trey Lance at the three spot. And you, you got to play him at some point. I don't know when that might be. It might be next season. If you keep Jimmy G, when's the turnoff point? I, I don't know. I, it's a it's a tough call. I'm glad I'm not the 49ers GM, <laughs> and I'm glad that's not I'm tough not Kyle job. Shanahan that all this pressure's <laughs> on me because you've made it an FC Championship twice. You made it to the Super Bowl once with Jimmy G. What gives you the reason to change for a rookie or should I say second year quarterback? Mm-hmm. But they built for the future. The future's now. True. As True. A, those are my thoughts on the 49ers. What do you guys think? I think you're right. I think the future's now. And like you said, I'm just glad I'm not the GM. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I get to just observe. It's it's been a head scratching, I would say, off season just to say. Oh like, yeah. Because, like you said, it's like fantasy football out there. It's like I wake up in the morning, you know, one guy's on this team, and then pff, he's across the country on Brady's another team. Back. He's yeah, already everything. gone. He's already got the jersey. You know, Brady coming back. It's that was it, crazy. My dad actually broke the news to me. I'm, us- <laughs> I'm usually the one who breaks the news to them, and he's like, "Brady's back." I was like, "No, he's not." He's like, "Yes, he is." I was like, "Stop lying." <laughs> and then I checked Twitter, and I was like, "What?" I almost felt like Adam Schefter. I, f- I broke it to my <laughs> friends, and they're like, "What? No, that, that's that's fake. That can't be real." I was like, "I guess it is real," because I, I I thought he'd be retired because I think Brady's yeah. a well thought out person. He thinks about in the future, but. You know, once you get sitting on that couch after playing for 22 seasons and you're playing with the kids, you can only do that for so long yeah. after you lose that mentality of, I, I, you know, I, I want number eight. I want number eight. Ring number eight. That yeah. is to go for eight Super Bowl rings. I mean, Bill Russell or Bill, Bill Russell got 11 mm-hmm. in the NBA when there was like 20 teams or something. Yeah. But for Brady to get seven Super Bowls with 32 teams in the NFL. Yeah. It's and and to still want one more and come back, I know because his retirement was like forty days ish. Yeah, like that was like there was actually he's probably in the same like physical health and everything. Like nothing has changed. Oh, Tequila Tom, 
I'm sure, I'm sure he <laughs> enjoyed quite quite the few margaritas, maybe maybe, maybe a couple avocado slices to even it oh, out yeah. for maybe. that TB12 method. Maybe. So but. I'm sure he's enjoying that beautiful Tampa Tampa Bay sun. But oh, yeah. John Carlo, what's the weather in San Marcos? Yeah, San Marcos is going to be a nice, warm 86 degrees, and the weekend will be near 90. 89 is going to be the high, and 88 for Sunday, and um, a cool 50 and 51 in the night. So I'm sure if Coach Trout's still listening, I'm sure he's praying that the Bobcats heard that weather and said, oh, yeah. we don't need a jacket for this weekend series, so no make blankets, sure and no go jacket. out and support. First game tonight at 6, tomorrow at 2.30, and the season or the series ends on Sunday at 1 p.m. Yes, so we are very excited for this weather, this baseball. Fear not at baseball, probably going to be at Sewell, <laughs> understandable. But after Sewell, head over to the baseball games, check them out, so... This was Presley Davis. I was your host, and I had Nolan Phillips and Giancarlo Concho joining me today. Thank you for joining us on this Friday, and this was Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9.